0: Hey everybody, Steve here with Local Level Podcast. I'm sitting here with Courtney Mahoney, uh, Senior VP of Operations for the Chicago Wolves. Thanks nice for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, look forward to getting into the conversation with you. Um, the, the first question that I had because we had a conversation before this was, I mean, Senior VP of Operations, that's kind of corporate talk. What would you say that you do for a living?
1: I definitely wouldn't say that. I actually joke. I always just say I just play the music. So um, <laughs> it's a little bit more than that, but um, that's kind of my go-to line. But no, I've been, I this is my 24th season with the team. Wow. Um, and I manage essentially everything but ticket sales and corporate sales. But it's community relations, game day, merchandise, yeah, uh, creative department, and television. So a whole bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. Sh- Sure, you have a a lot of people that support you with that. Absolutely. Um, But you got your start. So, I mean, you you handle marketing, you handle events, you handle obviously management of people doing those things. Mm -hmm. Um, But you started out as an intern. Can you tell us a little bit about how you get started in the business?
1: Yeah, definitely. I went to school at University of Wisconsin-Madison. I knew that I wanted to work in sports. I mean, I played sports, but I think the attraction that I like the community part of it and the fundraising and kind of this guaranteed audience every day that sports had for each and every game yeah. was really appealing. So I did a couple of internships in college, the news station and, and some event planning. I kind of decided that would be ideal. And then fortunately, an opportunity arose at the Wolves. Um, yeah. And I got an internship there for a woman named Romy Barrett, who was running community at the time, who was awesome to, to work with. and. Wayne Messmer brought me on. So it's a lot of parts that kind of help guide me and and do what have you. But, yeah, so I started there for about eight months and then my boss left and then I kind of took over community and then slowly evolved uh, in the past handful of years.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, when we were talking before, you kind of were saying that, the transition from one step to another, it was like, oh, I'm yeah. doing this now. <laughs> yeah. So you you were there for eight months and then your boss quit. So you, then you were you thrown into something. How did that feel? Was it like uh, overwhelming or?
1: It was definitely, I mean, part of it was so exciting to be having like a full-time job and just yeah. be like, oh my God, I really have a job in sports. This is amazing. And I was pretty familiar with it, but yeah, it was definitely scary. It was just so nerve-wracking. The management was different. You are yeah. now accountable. You're sitting at a big table with right. talking about your your functions and your fundraisers and how is this going to sell tickets and sponsorship and all these things that you're mm-hmm. just like, I just want to make a difference. <laughs> so um, it was almost it was a really good learning curve, though. It's like you're kind of in each and every time it's it, as I evolved and took on more responsibility, it was it just I felt that same I go, yeah. oh, you're gonna manage creative. I'm like, I don't have a skill set for that. So
0: you were out of your comfort zone.
1: Yeah, possibly. definitely. And
0: strengthened through fire.
1: A hundred percent. I just didn't want to say no to anything. I wanted to take on as much as I could possibly do and help the organization.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's usually when I talk to people that have worked for many years in a corporate type of environment, they're beat down and just completely dead inside. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. Very different. It definitely doesn't seem like that. I mean, 24 seasons in the organization since becoming an intern. Mm -hmm. What keeps you around?
1: It's an amazing place to work. The owner, uh, Don Levin, who I've worked with, is very big in a community and charity. Our adopt a dog program is kind of his passion. So, yeah. It's crazy. You know, we do once a month we have an adopt a dog game where we have dogs from shelters there and fans have an opportunity to adopt them and they do. And it's awesome. awesome. And it's our fans are so supportive of all these endeavors and we'll get, you know, their Christmas cards or their holiday cards with their dogs or just updates on them and what a difference it made. But his ownership and kind of also allowing me the freedom to grow and the freedom to take on that responsibility. And it's like, Hey, I really want to try this charity. Can I do this? And he kind of gives you a lot of freedom. So, yeah. um, that's been huge. Um, buddy Myers is another part of it that's been super supportive. So it, there's so many like, like mentors, Wendell Young, who was our general manager, kind of mm-hmm. my surrogate father who wow. uh, they take me in on Christmas and <laughs> holidays and, his whole family and he he was a player he's a coach and now he's our gm so the way he kind of also helped me evolve has been tremendous so that support and it's they're all still there and they all make it i mean we're all just as passionate so it's pretty cool
0: yeah i mean that's uh working for any company or in any environment where you kind of feel like you're with family mm-hmm, very that's, much so. that's great yeah um I, I love to hear that and you know the fact of the matter is i grew up in the area and the chicago wolves have always been around you yep. know uh on on the radio on tv and that was you you were putting most of that stuff out i mean you and your team definitely um over the years things have kind of changed a little bit with social media mm-hmm. you know um, the way that you get things across i'm sure it has changed can you give us a little bit of a uh
1: yeah, I mean, it's, that. yeah, it's always a challenge. So it's the, yeah, the evolution of, I mean, we were on radio, then we weren't on radio, def- always on TV and then yeah. just kind of managing how many games to be on TV. We have a, a great team that facilitates all of that. Um, and really fortunate we have ownership that spends the money on that, that mm-hmm. they know is important to the fans, so they want to give back. And then, yeah, with the evolution of social media it's challenging, right? I think everybody's still trying to figure out what's working and what doesn't. And these yeah. platforms keep more and more platforms keep arriving and so what is the good content who are the player personalities that we want to you know get out there i think for hockey players especially because they're wearing the helmets and it's hard to recognize them during games so the more you can see them without their kind of the face and see the off-ice sides of them has been really helpful for us so we try to do as much as we can
0: yeah yeah I mean, and I'm in, I'm in marketing. And so, you know, I deal with social media and things like that all the time. I sold radio for, for many years too. So, um, I'm kind of on the other end of it, you know, I'm kind of like the provider. Um, Mm -hmm. a lot of what you do, you know, is buying ads and deciding that, but, um, the creative aspect of it, um, when we were talking, you said that was kind of a struggle in the beginning for you because it was fresh for you, it was new.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How has that evolved, um, you know, on your end? Do you do you really let your team
1: handle that, or do you play a role in that? Yeah, I, I play a role in a lot. My my guys will always say, I mean, I'm probably to a fault, like very <laughs> very involved, um, which is what I like and what I. It's yeah. really important for me to, if I have that responsibility, to work with them and as a manager and as a leader but still definitely involved um yeah it's it has been challenging so i think it's getting a lot of feedback the difference between what i think is a 45 year old and what the team thinks at 26 and 27 and that's what's resonating what our players think that are between 20 and 27 which is crazy yeah um so it's getting that feedback and then what works and obviously we have a social media manager and What does Jen, what is resonating? What is getting a lot of the views? Um, Hey, let's give it a shot. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but really kind of pushing ourselves. What are other teams doing that great content? So I think it's Mm. it's definitely it's it's, you know, taking risks and sometimes you fail, sometimes you don't. But if you make that connection, it's it's awesome.
0: Yeah. You got to definitely take some shots, Mm -hmm. you know, no pun intended. Yeah. (laughs) But um, so I mean, some some successes, a lot of successes. Uh, can you tell us about some of the misses?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, guess I knew I was gonna. You'd mention. I got to think of my missteps and my misses. Um, <laughs> it's the hardest. No, sometimes. I know. You just block those out. It, it's tough to say. I think for us, it's it's just kind of forcing to to go to the big shoot. Like we did a fun Halloween. We brought a bunch of guys to Great America and did some scary mm. stuff and the video was great. I think it went really well. Maybe didn't get as much views or as much as they wanted, but it was well worth the exercise of going through and and getting the players out of their element and doing that type of thing. So I think, I thought it was great. I think she was a little disappointed in the numbers, but it's just, okay, great. What are we going to do next? How do we build on it? What didn't resonate? So um, it's just changing that content too. I mean, it's tough to go to practice every day and see the same thing. So how do we, how do we cater to maybe the, Beyond just our season ticket holders who are right. watching all the time. So, what is it that the common person, like, hey, uh, you might have caught, you know, why you're, you know, catching up on Instagram or Twitter? What resonated with you to be um, asking the community? Asking, yeah. And I think for us, the affiliation with Vegas has been really great. Like, how does that work? Um, yeah. So they're an NHL affiliate. So the majority of players on our team and our coach um, are on Vegas NHL contracts. So it's like a two way deal, Some are gotcha. in a one way. But so they get paid different money whether. But our job mm-hmm. is kind of to develop them and get them b- good enough to play in the NHL. And the difference, I think, for us and most AHL teams, is our owner is 100 percent wants to win a championship. Yeah. He's, he's great about development, but he cares about winning here and winning a team for the Wolves in Chicago. So, yeah, um, yeah see so guys going up and down. If someone gets hurt in Vegas, like you don't have a lot of say. You lose a player. We had some yeah. great guys last year that Nick Hague, I know, who's up and was a fan favorite. But it's just such a great opportunity for him and Cody sure. Glass. So, yeah. yeah, that makes it challenging. But the fan support, it's really interesting the difference between guys, you know, Vegas is very vested in, are really following our – social when you do something with them or post-game sound with a couple of those guys, it certainly hits more than
0: maybe just a guy at
1: a Wolves contract.
0: Sure, sure. So, yeah,
1: so it's kind of knowing that audience. And for us when we were also, we used to have an affiliation with like Vancouver and then St. Louis, which is not so popular in Chicago Uh, with the Blackhawks. So Vegas has been a really great partnership.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think that a lot of people don't realize, you know, the business behind Mm -hmm. What what's happening on the ice? There's so much more. So much, yeah. Um, but uh, just to backtrack a little bit with uh, the marketing thing, because that's a little interesting. Uh, it, I have a little bit more experience with that, and I think a lot of the listeners, you know, local businesses, people like that. Uh, what people ask me a lot of times is is how do I do the community outreach? How do I um, connect with my I guess, fan base, you know, if you're a a local business, you know, your, your customer base, um, do you guys handle that stuff in house? And, you know, I mean, uh, so in your experience, I mean, This is your wheelhouse so so what what advice would you give to somebody what are the main steps that somebody can take to to really you know put together like a community outreach type of thing
1: yeah i think it's you know we have someone in-house that does the marketing as far as hey he's buying the radio ads and the tv ads and the billboards and mark really knows what's up with that and Mm -hmm. what's the messaging we want so and so there's him but then we each and every employee almost has a responsibility to be that marketing person. So yeah. if you're youth hockey, what are you doing to promote it? What are we doing in community or merchandise? Like, so everybody kind of has that marketing hat on, if you will. Yeah. Um, for us, it's finding or from, you know, for community especially, it's like what resonates with our fans and what is important to them and finding great partners as well that that fit with them. So yeah. how do we create an event at a you know, if we do an event at Rep's Place, like, how do we do that? And it's it's a great location. It's, you yeah. know, hopefully it's there's Rolling Meadows, which is what's Meadows Rink is right there. So how do we connect kind of the three dots to get the wolves, yeah. him and, you know, and the community together? So I think it's finding what resonates, finding their price point, what is a value to them. Um, for us, the good news, I think a lot of fans are very into community and can they do, yeah. how do we create an event that is really great for the community, hopefully sells, I mean, we still have responsibility. There's that business end yeah, it, right? Got to sell tickets, got to sell sponsorship. How do we get the word out and generate media and social media? So it's kind of yeah. all those layers and just really getting feedback, trusting your gut and just doing the research too of what's working, who do we reach out to? Right. Is someone going to come deep down in the city and come to our event or they... Is that maybe a different audience that we need to focus on?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, one of the things that you brought up was the fact that you have a team, you know, like back of the house, obviously on the ice, but mm-hmm. back of the house for the business aspect of it. Um, and that goes down to the person that sweeps the floors, Hundred percent. you know, and everybody plays a role. Everybody has a, you know, a, a spot there. But the interesting thing is um, y- you mentioned that, that everybody has to kind of promote. You know, everybody goes out and promotes. So, you know, uh, what would you say? Because when we were talking before, you said that you have a high bar, you know, your standards are high um, and and that's great. They have to be. Otherwise, you know, what are you you doing? Um, What would you say that your management style is and how do you promote um, that, I guess, the mindset to have have even the guy sweeping really be behind the cause. How, how do you how do you do that?
1: Yeah, definitely. And for us, and, it, and I will say 100 percent, you're right. Like if if not every single person in our organization is not vested in selling tickets essentially and which builds the sponsorship and everything else, yeah. it's going to be a breakdown. And what's interesting for the departments I manage is theoretically a lot of them aren't responsible. So you have the guys doing the collateral materials for creative, producing mm-hmm. videos, There's merchandise, the game day, which is everything leading up to like we're putting up posters, we're putting up dashers, producing like the music and everything that goes into it. And then the community, which is all the fundraising. So there's if you look at it kind of like we're not in charge of tickets, like I mean, hopefully we sell some through a reading program, but we have to I have to teach them it's a lot of new people and it's kind of embracing, that. okay, how are we going to sell tickets through a reading program? How do we make it really altruistic and get kids to read mm-hmm. and come to libraries? But is there an opportunity to maybe be like, Hey, you get a ticket or what have you? Like, yeah. how are we, you know, merchandising? Is there a way to, to do this? And so it's kind of, and all these collateral materials, are we making sure that it's the best way to sell tickets? So everybody yeah. has a say in it and they need to, kind of recognize that. So for us it's very important to meet as a group and go over what is creative's goals, what is TVs, what is everybody's goals, how do they mix in and how are we going to help each other? Yeah. And then how are we going to help the organization as a whole? Like yeah. that that kind of part of it. And some of it might be totally separate. Like, hey, you skate in a men's league, get those those guys to come out. So sure. but does do we have all the right tags and all that type of thing? So hey, we're going to take a guy to a school, maybe we should follow up. You just met Reed Duke. Can you maybe people are more interested so it's always it's just taking shots and hopefully something hits and something right. doesn't yeah. but um it's really meeting with them and making sure they know and it's just it's a lot of always some new stuff, some old yeah. stuff but yeah. it's kind of re-educating these guys and my team all the time
0: yeah and you know i mean you have a huge production to put on it's i mean yeah. to oversee all of that thing all of that you know it's it's got to be really uh, a lot you it's know, a lot you, your hands are definitely full <laughs> um and uh so delegating tasks out to, to other, you know, managers, people, you know, handling specific departments and all mm-hmm. that. How, how does that dynamic work?
1: It's challenging. I think, um, I mean, I've learned and I've grown in the past you know 20 some years that you have to hire people you trust, you have to delegate yeah. and give them a chance to do mm-hmm. it. Um, as hands on as I am, it's important to, to do that. So, um, it's like it's definitely a learning curve and i have our creative director dan harris is my right hand man and for him he's can kind of handle if i'm at the rink all day at a game day and they come down later he can handle a lot of that stuff he knows what to look for he kind of is the stop before me to help catch a lot of things um it's educating our you know our graphic designers two of them have been there for many many years so they kind of start knowing what to look for it's i have to take the time with the the new folks just to educate them of what they're doing and what to look for and yeah hey what do you think about instead of just being just fixing it they're not going to get better whether it's for here or if they move on like i have to teach them yeah and that's a responsibility yeah and it we have a responsibility as, yeah. i think as managers to take that time it's like 22 years i've just come from college it's a great opportunity mm-hmm. i think no better opportunity than working for the wolves because it's run 100 percent like a professional nhl team yeah. even more so but i have to take the time to be like okay what is your thought process on this now? Can you adjust your thinking?
0: Yeah, definitely. So That's did, the hardest part. A
1: hundred percent.
0: Connecting. You,
1: yeah, and you want to do it yourself because it's just easier. Right. But you, you, I also point, can't. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. not fair to them. It's like they need. They want to learn, and mm-hmm. they have to have that opportunity. And forget the sharpies one visit, or you know, yeah, and, right. and you just keep some up. But <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's really challenging, and delegation is. You hire people you trust, and educating them to make them better. Is is absolutely key because I can't do it. Yeah, everything.
0: right. Right. And, uh, you know, what I've found is when you when you really take the time to 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 build someone up, they're just an, is invested in your goal 100%, but, you know, yeah. so it, so it really is a win win for everybody. And um, now you, you walked right into the next question that I was going to ask, um, you know, getting these people hiring you know, finding people that um, are gonna, you know, fit fit the the needs that you have. Um, what are some of the qualities that you look for in those people and, and what type of people are they? Are they college educated people? Are they people that are just passionate about the thing? Is it a mix?
1: Yeah, I typically look for college degrees. Um, I look for what people have done during that time. I'm not a big GPA person. I'm yeah. not a big, what did they do if they went to grad school or got a, what, what their degree in is, quite honest. I, I kind of look at what what they did during school. Did they have internships? Did they have experience? Did yeah. they work? Um, for me, and especially, I guess, the departments I manage, I think most everything can be taught. Whether you have 10 years of community experience is going to be different Whether you're at the Blackhawks or the fire or somewhere or here. So that's going to be taught. I just, for me, I want someone that's super passionate, super dedicated, knows what they're signing up for. Hey, it's a lot of hours. It's not a lot of pay, but it's an amazing place to work. Mm -hmm. And if you want to buy in, this place is awesome. And you can kind of get that from what's your work ethic. Like we've kind of talked, were you you bussing tables? Were you we're doing something so you kind of have that experience of how hard it is to work because it is a grind it's a huge grind and it's different than i mean we are there i'm setting up dog cages on those adopted dog games and we're hanging the dash i mean we're doing uh, all that physical labor so it's just you kind of hey you're going back and forth to the rink dropping off right if we don't have the luxury of we're dropping off the bobbleheads or dropping off the (laughs) cling, you know so all that the merchandise all that is on us so you you kind of get a gauge right away just from talking to someone and then just a little bit of what that experience is so that's i want to go getter.
0: yeah yeah well you gotta be you gotta yeah. be a go, go getter for that um that's a lot of things i mean you when you walked in here you you just handed uh merch to the uh the waitress uh so you're always you know, yeah you're always absolutely promoting. yes now that's a great thing but people hit a a, a wall sometimes um has, has there ever been a time where you were like hey i got pump the brakes a little bit I'm doing too much and it's too much stress,
1: yeah it's hard like it's it's as I get older it's I'm trying to you try to like listen to your body a little bit I mean like the the, the twelve hour days yeah. back to back and then an event and like I think about this week where it's like oh, game Wednesday game Saturday a massive mm-hmm. event on Sunday like I'm gonna be I don't have the <laughs> the stamina I guess yeah. that I used to but um part of that is, like it's a learning curve right like what can you do and you, and now i'm very aware of my staff and giving them giving them days as well or giving them time and coming in getting that extra couple hours of sleep can make a difference cuz you do have to take care of yourself
0: yeah definitely um
1: you do have that responsibility but it's kind of feeling out and maybe spending hanging hey, spend one one day a month working from home where i can just really knock stuff out and save the commute or what have you but yeah I feel also it's really important to have a presence in the office sure, with with of everybody. But yeah, it's finding that balance and kind of trusting your gut on. But yeah, there's definitely, I mean, we were fortunate. You don't want to complain ever about going to a championship, but all of a sudden it's like last summer we played till yeah. June and then you flipped around and we started October 5th and like, where did the summer go? Yeah, like it's yeah. a, a handful of weekends off and then you're right back at it. So it, it's the season. I think also it was last season last season or two seasons. We had like a November that I swear we played like and it just killed the staff. I mean, oh, it was man. just so exhausting. And You still talk about it like <laughs>
0: that was a rough one.
1: Yeah. And you just have to keep an eye <laughs> out on everybody because everyone's, you know, I think especially with my group are pretty diehards and they'll be in in the office when they're sick. And I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> like they also it's awesome. But you just got to keep an eye out on them.
0: Well, that's yeah. I mean, the, the culture, obviously everybody, it seems like you have a tight ship. Definitely. You know? Um, and that's that's uh, why you you guys recently just won uh, uh, a conference. Uh, what, something? Yeah,
1: Western Conference Championship.
0: So that's a few great. games
1: shy of the uh, the Calder Cup. But hopefully this year we can turn it around.
0: You guys are working for it. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, so uh, another thing is, you, you know, you mentioned uh, that. You're getting people uh, started at a young age, you know, getting a lot of experience working on the job, you know, building up their skills, and then uh, when we were talking, you said that there's been you know people that kind of moved on to different organizations, mm-hmm. but it never in a uh, you know a negative way or you know not at least uh, uh, the majority I figure. Um, how how do you make those relationships work like that? How do you how, what do you think it is that you guys do that um, is different than the other type of business? Because with me when I when I would work with a company, if I move to a competitor, if I move on, I'm not really talking to those people anymore. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. one or two, but it seems like you have that kind of feel. How does that work out? What do you yeah. think that is?
1: I mean, I think because it, it just everybody, it's it's a lot of it's a stepping stone or a starting place, the wolves. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are, you know, I think smart enough to stick around because it is such a great organization, but you're spending so much time in your building and for me as a manager it's important to you definitely work hard play hard but you're building a relationship and a friendship and you yeah. have to decide at some point what opportunity is right for them so if someone you know has an opportunity to go to the bears or go to the hawks and that's a better fit for them yeah where they can grow or they can't like who are we to it's just not realistic yeah, for us so right. i think it's kind of maintaining that um and helping them make the right decisions and sometimes it's not the right decisions hey you can do that you're just not going to have this access or this but whatever right. works for them and i think you just have to put people as a as an actual person and a friend ahead of kind of everything so right that's, that, yeah that,
0: that right there though um has to be very helpful to your cause you know having people in, in other organizations because you know it's a it's a sports focused area mm-hmm. i mean chicago is a huge sports yep. area so um, how, how have those connections paid off over the years?
1: It's been awesome. I mean, I have kind of, when I started and then there's been a handful of women that came in and one of them is at the bears, one of us at Blackhawks, one's up in Marquette one work, was working for GN. So it's like, we have this really strong base that you can, the minute you're hiring, you're literally yeah. sending that out. And then I tell the story, my friend who was actually at Marquette was working for the brewers and I just sent her, I'm like, Hey, I'm hiring for this community position and she literally sent one person over and I trusted her judgment. She knew what this and you know, I hired her essentially on the spot just based on that referral and that person knowing that. So yeah, a hundred percent like you can tell her what she's going to get for like working with me, but I know that and she was wonderful. She was amazing. So I think it's kind of that resource. And even like I, we have actually the Stanley Cup coming out in December to one of our games and talked to my buddy at the Hawks. I'm like, okay, tell me how the you know how do you work the lines like and it's just kind of sharing those experiences yeah. and stealing ideas what works what doesn't it's very different obviously at that level in us but yeah. it's still like it's just they understand the time they understand what it's like to work Saturdays and Sundays and
0: yeah, it's definitely. just not
1: we it's just not a foreign concept so it's it's awesome and it's i feel so great and even other folks that have moved on you still for me it's it's my probably my proudest accomplishment is how much I keep in touch with people that have worked with me or for me. It's huge, yeah. Yeah, I I just think that's really, really important.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, And, you know, I mean, since there are so many other teams and organizations, you know, a lot of times people think that it's just a straight, direct head to head competition all the time. And, uh, you know, to a point there has to be some of that. How does that play a factor?
1: Yeah, it's different. I think for us, I mean, just It helps when the Hawks are doing well because there's a buzz about hockey and that's awesome. But the price point is so different that if you're spending whatever, you know, if you're spending 500 bucks on Hawks tickets, you're just, I mean, our on-the-glass seats are like $35. So it's just a totally different. So for us, it's almost you're competing with the movies or the bowling or what what else is going on just in Chicago or in the suburbs for your family or what have you. So it's good to have that buzz. It's good to, to, I mean, you know, play Rockford. There's definitely that affiliation that a lot of people want to Mm -hmm. come out and see that, but it's almost not, I mean, the bears is, you're just not such a different price point. So, um, I don't think it's too much of a head to head, but it's just, you're certainly, I think everybody, if you talk to the American hockey league struggles on Sundays compared to NFL, just a lot of people don't want to leave their couches. They want to watch football. It's just, everybody struggles and then January picks up and it's very common amongst the league. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I can see that uh,
0: it makes perfect sense. So there has to be a, a almost it's a, there has to be an uphill battle a little bit sometimes competing for space. And, oh, you God, know, yeah. I mean, for sure. So, <laughs> you know, I mean creative outside the box, thinking doing things and working those 12 hour days and mm-hmm. having your staff working. Um, what, what do you guys do different that they don't do? but what do you, how do you get an edge? How do you, is it the price point thing? Is it, you know, what is it that's uh, different about the, uh, you know, the, the Wolves experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think our experience is, I mean, we also have an owner invest huge in our like game production. Like our opening show, which is done by Strictly Effects are the same guys that are at the Country Music Awards that do Coldplay, that do yeah. Jason Aldean and like every prime major artist. And this is something we invest in each and every game, which is insane. But it's also something that no one in the NHL can do just because the rules are different. So the yeah. amount of pyro we have going on a, with a wood <laughs> roof is pretty exciting and like knock on wood. Oh, man. But uh, yeah, so it's, it, it's that type of thing. And what are we doing to entertain? It might not just be about the hockey. So are we making sure the concourse is full of, mm-hmm. of things to do? our guys super accessible, which I feel they walk out the West End? So anybody on any given day can meet them and get autographs. It's really yeah. important for them to to be accessible and meet the fans and know that type of stuff. And the amount of fundraisers we're doing or little events where you can meet the whole team and things yeah. like that and getting guys to rinks. And it's just kind of like always grinding to do what can we do, whether it's schools, rings, hospital visits, just kind of getting our name out there. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it, it is a different thing. You know, the Hawks are at a, at a like the, obviously the, the, the pinnacle level uh, of the type of business, but, um, you know, you play a huge role in for kids especially because it is accessible and it's something where they can go out and see a show and, and really if they're, you know, sports fans, hockey fans, they can get right up and yeah, up close and personal. Um, so that plays a big role. What what is it uh I know it's not just the adopted dog, but you did the uh the reading program. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, we do a reading program, it's called Read to Succeed and it's it's about kind of setting goals and achieving goals so it's not necessarily for hey whatever kid reads the most books it's if you decide hey i want to read 20 minutes a day and i and i hit this goal then i have the chance to win whether it's tickets knit hats or a bunch of different prizes we try to shake it up each year and there's that part of it and then the other part of it which we uh, extend it to the schools as well as having players come out and talk about the the role that reading plays in their life so mm-hmm. Um, hey I'm reading reading on the road where you take a lot of bus trips or I sit in the airport or it was very important for me to get a scholarship and get a get a four degree you know get an education I played in Wisconsin I played in, you know so depending on who the player is we want to make sure the story is very authentic but to hear that oh this hockey player is reading or this is his favorite book mm-hmm. and they have kids come back each year you see him at the library and like oh they autographed last year you know it's TJ tying in and then they're getting Paul Cotter's this year so yeah. that part is really cool and then we actually do a French program, too, which is really fun, and we bring the French guys to the schools, awesome. the French classes, so they have an opportunity to just speak French and then learn mm-hmm. the value of having a second language. And so, yeah, yeah, so we try to do as much as we can, especially within the, the educational field to just to show that they're just, these, you know, this, all these things are really important. You went to
0: University of Wisconsin. Where did you study?
1: I studied actually Spanish and communications. Okay. So I always joke with Spanish because there are like no Spanish hockey players. <laughs> but
0: yes. So how, how is that translated into what you are doing? I mean, you do communications, Spanish, but.
1: Um, I communicate is radio, TV, film, actually. So I did. Um, so that part's been kind of interesting. I mean, it's was so long ago that certainly the skill yeah. set is different, but. I would say my best experience was like intern at a news station. I interned at, I think it was like the visitor center. So I did a lot of event planning, Mm -hmm. um, that kind of experience or I, you know, I worked in the summers, I taught sports camp and just all of that truth be told, I think was more helpful to getting my foot in the door with the wolves and
0: the other stuff, the other stuff. Yeah. So, right
1: probably not the <laughs> right i think i needed the degree for sure so but i i th- that for me i think was more helpful than-
0: yeah yeah i mean that that's a theme with a lot of people um you know you, you go into school and a lot of people either they know what they want to do and they go down that path and they become a doctor or a right. lawyer or something like that but then there's also you know you don't know what you're doing you just go in there and testing things out but it's the extracurricular things it's the the people that you meet the the networking and those relationships that goes back to you know obviously your your work relationships and you know it it kind of builds on itself but um do you do you find that uh um you know the 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 schooling and the networking and all that stuff that does that play a big role in the in the
1: I th- think networking ahead. is key. I mean, I, I hate it. Like, it's one of those things when they tell you to do it. But I think however you can connect is really helpful just based on, hey, I, if I know somebody and they gave me a resume, I'm more inclined to just, can we knock this out and mm-hmm. um, do it? Because the last thing I think, you, you want to find the right person. I think that's essential. But if you have an opportunity to skip some steps, it's always, I think, with, you know, you, we have so many resources in the community that you're kind of going back and forth on that. I think internships kind of is so important because even you're just like, I, I want to work in sports and people always say, I just want to do marketing. I'm like, the yeah. th- job doesn't really exist. We really don't have like short of the guy buying. And when the guy buying all this, all the yeah. TV time and the, and the radio spots is not what <laughs> they really want to do. So I think internships are so key to figure out what you want to do and, what is, I think I want, thought I want to do public relations, but then I'm like, Oh, that's actually like game notes and numbers. And then I found out about community through my internship and I love that. And then I learned more about game day and the steps in that. So I think the more people can kind of educate them themselves with the real roles that exist within a sports team, yeah. um, I think it's pretty important. So, um, yeah. that's kind of a key in, in, in the future of when people are looking for jobs.
0: What would you say is your favorite part of what you do? I mean, of all the different things that you yeah. do, what would you say is the, the most rewarding f- favorite part?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all the community stuff, there's kind of twofold with that. I mean, just the opportunity to know that we spent a Tuesday night at Peggy cananes in Arlington Heights and we mm-hmm. raised, you know, $8,000 for... Breast cancer. And we know that for Silver Lining Foundation, every $175 is a mammogram for someone who can't afford one. Like, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Definitely. Or to see the just any dog that gets adopted is, and to hear those stories yeah. is like, and you see these dogs and you're talking about them during the games. <laughs> and then they're like, oh my God, all of them were adopted. And the whole place goes berserk. Like, it's so cool. And to see how great our fans are by, we're going to get another dog. And I mean, there, it's just, Awesome. And I think, you know, we have a scholarship for a player that passed away mm-hmm. and to be able to honor, like we have a Tim Breslin and Dan Snyder and to honor Tim, have his family come out, his wife and their three kids and to come out and do the scholarship winner and the player that wins an award mm-hmm. in his name to kind of always keep that memory alive for them is a privilege and same yeah. with Dan Snyder. So there's so many like layers to it and to have so much fun. I mean, we got like a huge merch order over the weekend and I was texting my guy and I was just like, oh my God, this is just fun. Like, (laughs) Exciting. Yeah. And you just kind of have to, every win is a little win and you have to enjoy it and selling out a scratch and win tickets or seeing people get their jerseys on the ice with the players or seeing the kid come back that's like, oh my God, I'm reading because I met you know like whomever it is is like w- this is an amazing gig yeah like, and, it and that's like it. and i think i feel very privileged to have a paid job to get to do that type of stuff and mm-hmm. it's awesome
0: yeah i can imagine i mean it's uh, stressful but rewarding definitely um, and uh yeah no i mean it's, it's a lot of great things that you guys have done over the years i mean just if you can have one dog adopted then it's, that's great. It's
1: exactly and i think it's like we it's the same philosophy if like one kid starts reading because of our Read to Succeed program. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Or some kid is. So. And it's pertinent also like after 24 years you can't get complacent. So it's no. like what are we going to do differently? How are we going to do more? How do I get two more dogs adopt? You know whatever it is. How do we get to 1500 dogs adopted? And yeah. trying to kind of sort that out. So you just can't. I think it could be easy to just kind of do what we were doing. Sure. But how do we make everything better and improve?
0: Right. Yeah if you're not improving your your diet. right? You know um and uh so there are some there are some downsides to be in the boss um you know one of those downsides is you have to let people go sometimes, yeah, some people underperform, some people you know uh say something crazy or whatever mm-hmm. um do you have any? advice for somebody on how to deal with that Uh, have you encountered a lot of that
1: yeah i mean it's it's like you're exactly right it's like the worst part of your job um i i find for me anytime is true just being authentic with them i mean i think no one's been blindsided when they've been had to let go it's like these are the things we need to work on this is where we need to get you and if you're not getting there so i think for me i've been very honest with them and like hey what, let's give you some time to f- sort it out and I've m- been able to maintain a lot of those relationships which is mm. I, I feel super lucky but then there's people that aren't a right fit and it's yeah. just kind of like this isn't for you it, I think it takes a special person to excel and work in sports yeah um but yeah, it's, it's, I, for me, I just find being super honest and making sure people along the way also know what they need to work on so they're not in a position where it's like, well, I had no clue you wanted me to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think it's kind of that big understanding.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a difficult uh, uh, thing to, to deal with, especially with, you know, I mean, the personal relationship a yeah. lot of
1: times, you know,
0: sometimes it, it overshadows uh, some of the bad aspects of yeah. the, the, the work. Um, but you can't allow that you know and uh and you know you kind of uh, told told me on the phone that you have a high bar um can you give us an example of what that bar is how does that work
1: what yeah. standards do you set yeah i mean we as a group i mean for the organization and we talk about i always kind of use the friday night lights clear eyes full hearts quote at the end of every we have a meeting every game day and that's and there's a quote the, the larger quote is essentially is about can you be perfect every game? And can you look, it's, it's about looking your teammate in the eye knowing you yeah. did everything you could do for success. And that's that's the bar. Like, did you do everything you could for this game, for this event, for this work day, for eight hours that helped this organization, that helped, did you help everybody else that if these people are packing stuff for floor hockey, did you do what you needed to do to help them? Yeah. Ask the right question, did you guys sell tickets? So I think it's kind of that. This is, I, I want everything from you for the time you're in the office at this event or whatever you're doing mm-hmm. um our goals are very clear we as the operations group we meet about them we set them we'll check back with them in the mid-season so everybody knows what everybody's doing too to make sure are you creating the best materials for me to sell tickets to get fed mm-hmm. are you are you do you know what's going on so if someone stops you in the arena that you can answer the right questions so um i mean that bar is set from our owners, which is winning champ is essentially like winning championships yeah. and then I think giving back to the community and generating revenue. I mean, if we don't generate revenue, it sounds like I mean yeah. you want to pretend that it's not important, but it's so it important. Is, yeah. And I need people in the building to cheer on. It's so much more fun to do a game and so much more successful. And yeah. players like playing in front of a big crowd. So mm-hmm. um, and that enables us to do Adopt a Doc programs and reading programs and getting sponsors on board to support these. So yeah. Um, yeah, I just, and you can make a mistake once, don't make the same mistake twice, I think it's just, that mm-hmm. means you're just, you know, deta- I mean, there's so many kind yeah. of levels of just like details matter, like just do the right thing and be better. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I could go on a whole diatribe, but.
0: Well, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. Any, any part of management, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you, in order to be a good manager, you have to be a true believer. Yeah you know and uh and, and the sign of a good manager is when you, you just can't understand why you know yeah but uh <laughs>
1: and i feel like i am i'm the one setting up i'm not asking yeah. them like i'm not a big like delegator and just show up mm-hmm. like i feel like i'm the first one at the ring for every game day and the last one there yeah i'm setting up a dog cage or refuse to let anybody else on my staff do it and we you know we're, dan and i are hanging dashers and or putting up posters. And if I've been there, done that at every visit and what what have you. So I think yeah. those things you just want to create and, and being super fair, like this is how this is going, but you can't question. I don't know. I think that part is really important to kind of set the tone for them.
0: Definitely, yeah, uh, lead by example. Yeah. And, um, you, you know, you, you mentioned obviously that it is revenue first, but winning first. Winning first. You know, if you're not winning, if you're the worst team in the league, then nobody's gonna buy tickets. Yeah. So you know that that policy of, of the drive of the, the, the you know competition, how does that translate really to the back office? I mean, how how do you how do you uh, uh, handle that?
1: Well, I mean, I think you have the expectations like this. Everybody who works in the office is very vested in the team and wanted to, wants to win a championship. I mean, that's part of the reason you work in sports because it's super fun to win a championship. Like I've had the privilege to win four of them, and mm-hmm. those nights are just the camaraderie and what have you is is awesome so we expect those players each and every game to give each and every shift so that is the same equivalent like we're asking this of these players we're asking them to work their tail off and be successful so you best be selling tickets you best be making the phone calls you best be mm-hmm. going through your assignments and designing pretty things and yeah so i think it's it's very similar and and listen that Uh, Yeah, you're right. The on ice success affects how it makes our job harder to sell tickets. It makes our job. man. our social media was great when we were in the finals. Everybody cared and everybody was very vested when Vegas was out. So that's awesome. But now we have to just continue to work as hard because we don't have that luxury of just a million people following us. And so it it is it's very similar in that sense. If that team doesn't work together on the ice, if all 20 guys aren't. Yeah, it's the same thing with us.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're the product, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's kind of a strange way to put it. Yeah. But it's the truth. Yeah. Um, now, at the same time, your job is to make sure that it sells and make sure that the revenue comes in yeah, you know, yeah. for the most part. So
1: part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Um, so if not to say this is happening, but if, say, for instance, the team wasn't doing well,
1: well we're not right now, uh, you know,
0: <laughs> like if if it was a long term. drought, sure. Yeah. You know um, what. Do you have a plan in place for that? Is there something that, that is there other protocols? Is there something what what yeah. can you do on your end to really make I think my
1: job is to do that. Like it's every game. So if God forbid the game starts off and we're down five goals, I better I, you know, I produce the games. I'm in the bubble with playing the music and deciding making noises. So I need to, you know, the noise meters. But so my job is to how do I create an atmosphere for the next two and a half hours yeah. that people are having a blast, whether it's more, you know, whether they're scoring goals or not, if we're not, then we're going to what's what's resonating with the crowd. Do we need to play a little sing along music? Do We need to get the Bon Jovi going, the Neil Diamond. So I think it's that part of it that we have that responsibility. If there's 10,000, you know, 15,000 or 2000 in the building, I have to make sure that the, the guys work in the slap shot cage and the radar cage and everybody's on point that my mascot in the wolf pack is super entertaining that day and dancing more than they've ever danced before so you have that and it's that doesn't change for us and ops like does does everything look great are we creating videos are we doing everything to entertain if we just don't have the luxury of we and we don't we don't have the luxury where people are coming for hockey just hockey Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people that are but there's a lot of people oh my kids in the choir are going to come out to the game so i need to make sure i create an environment that yeah oh i'm going to come back it's fun to see my kids sing in the choir but this is so cool we got this cool bobblehead or we got this or we're going to come back because it was so it was
0: cheap, it was affordable, it was fun. Well, my girlfriend and her daughter just went to what uh, Wolves game the other day. Yeah. And they she, loved it. They, they loved it. Awesome. Time, yeah, Great time. So cool. definitely a success. Um, another thing that I was thinking is if you really do the marketing and do the hype and, and get people in the seats, that has to translate, that has to give a morale boost to the, the players.
1: Definitely. How
0: does that work out? Yeah,
1: think. 100%. I think, I mean, yeah, those guys love it when it's a... We had a huge, we did a game not so long ago. It was a Sunday, and Stephanie Evans, shout out, she kills it at selling tickets. But I had a huge, like, patriotic choir as a military appreciation weekend, and so many people in the building. Just the place was buzzing, and it was so fun. It was fun for the staff, it was fun for the people there and the guys loved it. I mean, they definitely, this is what they want to play. It's, it's, it's no one wants to play in an NBA arena. So, yeah, I think it definitely uh, registers with them and, and they, I mean, to come out to that show, every single game is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And it is, it's, it's like a a huge production, you know, and uh, there's gotta be a lot of pressure. I mean, but that's part of the,
1: it's part of it. Yeah.
0: Um, The players that, that come out, I mean, they, they're, they're starting out in their careers a lot of times, right? Most of them, yeah. So
1: and half and half.
0: how do you think that, uh, I mean, is there is there a learning curve there? Do you, how involved are you with the actual players?
1: Very much so. So as soon as they kind of get here, I meet with them as a group, and then I'm the person that's their liaison. If they need to find a place to stay, they need to rent, like anything. We well, kind of joke, anything. Yeah. Uh, if it's not power play or paycheck related like I will take care of it. I've taken guys to get driver's license, you know, social security wow. cards. Yeah, because I think it's important to you know, my job is to so is to make an environment too for them that all they have to worry about is playing hockey so yeah. that they're happy that their families or their wives are here, like the wives that sacrifice and come out and um, you know, they're giving up jobs or what ha- you know, just to, to, to support these but yeah, and that's that's a tough they're kind of my unsung heroes of the group of, of the wives and the and the women that support these guys but Definitely. yeah so making sure hey they found a place they're good to go that they're literally the room at the game they have it it just i, I mean i talked a lot more the guys are so young i think i talked to more like moms and dads than i do right. wives and girlfriends but um yeah so it's really important but then also i'm the person that's like hey and i need you to go to this school we're gonna do these yeah. up here and and i don't really ever have issues but so i'm it's very and hey what do they want to do like i you know hey i it's really important to me to support mental health great let's figure out a way for you to do that as a player like how do you want to give back like breast cancer is important great i'm going to make sure you're at the breast cancer fundraiser like wow. what do they want to do like you got like when i meet with them like your number one job is to win a championship and then your second job is to give back to the community this is what's expected That's and huge. our gm it's me and the gm that do the meeting so you're expected to walk out. Like This is how this is gonna roll. So also what's important to you and how do I help you guys give back to something that's really important or what do you feel comfortable with? Do you right. feel comfortable talking about reading? If not, don't worry, then I can bring you to an ice rink. I can bring you to a hospital. I can find something, don't yeah, worry. So yeah, so I'm very tight with the guys and, and their families and wives and that's a, that's a huge perk of, the job in the sense of just the relationships you built like no different than like yeah like Wendell I just knew as a player and he's looked after me and his wife's amazing and his like family's like adopted me my parents are out south so yeah so it's and just friendships I've I've gotten and to know you know Jamie Breslin and her family and I knew Tim when he played and he was alive and they looked after me and so to be able to be kind of do something to make it hopefully 1% better for her kids that lost their father is definitely a privilege. So,
0: yeah, that's uh, that's, yeah, it's an important thing. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of people involved, you know, uh, besides dollars and tickets and all that, there's a human aspect of it. Very much. So, you know, the main, the main part is the human aspect. And and, uh, it's really interesting. I mean, um, I didn't even realize how deep, your role goes yeah i mean you're on you're on all sides yeah you know so that's that's a lot it's a lot and um like your
1: phone blows up like it's i had two years ago one of my best friends now is like hey where can i get a cake with skates and i'm like you know (laughs) with our mascot on it she's like i was gonna call surrey or just ask surrey but i figured i'd call you instead i'm like i got a place i mean it's so it's just like your it's like your saturdays and sundays or else or not but like it doesn't end but that's also what i love about it and yeah, it, but it it's definitely both sides.
0: Yeah, that's great though. I mean, it you you when you say it, you smile.
1: Yes. So that's yeah. great. Yeah.
0: How about after the new year? Uh, do you have anything uh, set up for the new year?
1: Yeah, we have a lot going on. So our biggest thing in January will be um, so the Stanley Cup coming out in the twenty second with Sienna will be there as well. Um, And then January the 18th and 19th is pretty cool because we do, uh, Turtle Wax sponsors these military appreciation jerseys. Mm -hmm. So the guys will wear those that we auction to raise money for military-related charities. But then we'll have a couple of events throughout the season. We do a lot of, a couple bobbleheads. A lot of our giveaways are in the second half. So it definitely picks up for us once January hits. Great. And, um,
0: you know, you can uh, can buy tickets on... Where can you buy a ticket? What's the
1: best place? Yeah, best bet is probably just call 1-800-THE-WOLVES or going online.
0: Is it ChicagoWolves.com
1: or? It's ChicagoWolves.com. Some stuff I think for like the get fed is ChicagoWolvesStore.com. So you can see a little, there'll be a little place to buy like all the community, the really fun fundraising stuff.
0: Awesome, yeah. And you guys play at the Allstate Arena? Yep, correct. Awesome in Rosemont. And um, yeah, uh, this is a, a really great thing. I mean, everything that you're doing at I mean, just the, the Adopt the Dog, the reading, um, you know, like I said, that uh, they, they loved it when they went the other day. That's so awesome. They yeah, said the show was great. Yeah. So whatever you're doing stuff. is working. Ho-
1: <laughs> Appreciate it. Ho-
0: hopefully the team starts winning <laughs> yes, a little bit more. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. So a little turnaround, a little bit of a <laughs> feel good. We're typically actually terrible in November.
0: Yeah. Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know, but it's been consistently actually bad in the last three years. We've won the divisions and conference. So hopefully it just turns around. <laughs> so. Yeah,
0: they're just they're just trying to uh,
1: yeah, I feel each other out. I don't know. <laughs> get ready. They, they do. We do a big Thanksgiving, so maybe they'll get inspired after that. So. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on it. Um, Appreciate it. And uh, it's definitely a pleasure to have you on. So
1: thank you so much for having us.
0: Yeah. And, um, you know, for everybody, definitely uh, uh, check out the uh, Chicago um i can tell you that the show is good it's worth it uh, even if you don't like hockey the show is great uh- <laughs> i take that as
1: a compliment <laughs> so it's okay
0: so check it out and um courtney it's it's really a pleasure to have you on no,
1: thanks so much for having me i'd love to come back
0: yeah we'll cool. definitely will. Uh, appreciate it so take care thanks thanks for tuning in guys